0: The Gospel of Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11. Praise God. And then we're going to go to the Gospel of Luke chapter 3 and verse 16. Let's read it together. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I. Go ahead and read it with me. His shoes I'm not worthy to bear, he shall baptize. Look at somebody say you. With the Holy Ghost and with... Fire. Everybody say fire. Fire. Luke 3 and 16. The Bible says, John answered saying unto them, everybody say "all. all. I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latches of whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Happened at the same time, at the same place, two people wrote or penned these words. And these are the words that I want to preach about for just a little bit tonight under this title, What a Difference a Fire Makes. What, everybody say, What a Difference a Fire Makes. Let's lay our Bibles down and let's pray across this building. Could we pray? Lift your voices with your faith. Father, I ask you tonight. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and pray a moment. God, we seek after you. Baptize us with the Holy Ghost tonight, O oh God. Touch us, oh God, I pray. Baptize us with the Holy Ghost again. Go ahead, church, take a moment. We ain't even preaching yet, and the Holy Ghost is trying to fall in here. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. In the book of Exodus, chapter 3, it's the story of Moses. The Bible says in 3 and verse 1 Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father in law, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the backside of a desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. The Bible says the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why this bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, hear am I? When Moses was willing to inquire about the fire, God started talking to him. He had to stop what he was doing. The Bible says he turned aside to see the bush was on fire, but it wasn't being consumed. It wasn't. There was a miracle happened that this bush was on fire, but there was something different about this bush. It wasn't burning up. It was still intact. There was something spiritual going on. When God gets a hold of you, it'll start changing you a little bit, but it'll get other people's attention when God starts doing something in your life. So many people want to question what God is doing when he starts working instead of listening to what God is saying. We need to start listening to what God is saying among us. God was trying to share his heart with someone who wouldn't take it for granted. I believe God's wanting to set some people on fire in this church. A holy zeal. God wants to baptize you with the Holy Ghost where you won't act the same, talk the same, go to the same places. But he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost to where it will get your family's attention and the whole community's attention where they will have to turn aside to look at you if you're not careful. So many people say they got God's attention or they're got a hold of God. Can I tell you something? If it's not getting your community's attention, you're not baptized yet. He may go help me preach a little bit. Amen. Something begins to happen when you are baptized with the Holy Ghost. It'll get everybody in your family's attention. They'll say, Hey, hey, something's going on with him. He's got a hold of something I've never seen before. We need to get set on fire by the Holy Ghost. Come on! If you want set on fire by the Holy Ghost, you ought to clap your hands for a moment. I don't want to be normal. I don't want to be like everybody else. I don't want to be like every other church. I want to be baptized by the Holy Ghost and with fire. When He turned aside to see, when the fire starts. Somebody say when the fire starts burning. When the fire starts burning, you can't just sit there and just close your eyes and shut off all your spiritual senses. When the Holy Ghost, like you feel in here right now, it's almost tangible. You can feel that You ought to just get up and walk around a little bit and say, I feel something in this house. I can't help, but it gets my attention. I say when the Holy Ghost starts moving, you will turn aside to look at what God is trying to do in this house. How many believe the Holy Ghost is working in this city and the Holy Ghost is working in this region? as soon as he took time to inquire about the fire something began to happen because God's not going to waste his time but if you're willing to stop to look and listen about the consuming fire that is among you something's going to take place quit critiquing the fire and get in the fire I have people they just sneak into our church they love what they feel they'll come in and they'll shout among us they get lost among us but I'm just wondering if they're just flying off the high that's already there I wonder if they're going to stop long enough to inquire about the fire what's it going to cost me what do I have to do somebody say inquire about the fire find out what God is doing as soon as Moses began to inquire he turned aside stopped what he was doing and looked at what God was doing as soon as he did God begin to talk to him. See, that's what we need is a God moment. Now, I'm not talking of the zeals here. I get it. The excitement. But I, what about God? The God movement. The, the God consciousness. You see, when you turn aside to see, God will start talking to you. As soon as he stopped long enough, shut out all the chaos and all the, all the noise. Turn off Facebook a little bit. All the chatter. On, politics. I'm still among some people who love Jesus, right? Don't get mad at me if you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, Tea Party. You don't know what you are. You're just mad. you got to shut off the chatter. I believe we need some spiritual (laughs) earmuffs. And shut it off long enough to see what God's trying to say to us. I'm not talking about what you hear here. I'm talking about the inner ear. What's God saying? Turn aside to see what God's doing. There's a fire burning. And God said, draw nigh hither. Come on closer. Take off those old nasty shoes. You know them shoes stink. Get them shoes off. Come a little bit closer for the place where you're standing is holy ground. See, the fire is burning. And where the fire is burning, when God gets you close to him, he's not just any type of ground. There's holiness there. Woo! It'll make you start changing. It may feel the Holy Ghost. It'll make you start changing the way you start doing things. He said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look to God, the burning bush. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, and a large unto a flowing with milk and honey, unto a place of the Canaanites. And he goes and tell them where they're going. Now therefore behold the cry of the children of Israel is coming to me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. What amazes me is all that God's saying here would have never been pinned if Moses wouldn't have stopped long enough to look at the fire. That's right. This fire's more than just to excite you. God's wanting you to stop and turn aside so he can talk to you and tell you his heart. God shared his heart to Moses about how he felt about his people being in bondage and what he wanted to do about it. The fire was more than just excitement and what it could bless you with. It was about finding out God's heart and everybody that wasn't saved and how he wanted to deliver them out of bondage. I believe God's wanting to share his heart in here tonight. I believe we're going to find out what God wants. How many believes in a great revival? We're going to find out what God is going to do in this region. Come on, if you believe it, clap your hands one more time. He not only expressed how he felt, he spoke of their deliverance and how he wanted to give them their promised land and freedom. If we'll turn aside to see, I believe that God will take time and start telling us what he wants us to do in this last gathering, in this end time. Come on, it doesn't matter what books you're reading. I'm all for reading books. Readers are leaders. I get that. And I'm a horrible reader. I mean, there's 66 books in that Bible I try to conquer every year. But what is God saying? Shut down the leadership book for a moment. What is God saying? I believe there's a revival around every corner. I believe there's people right now that's got guns in their hands and drugs in their hands and they're about to blow themselves away. What would it take for one moment if we could find out who they are? They'd be baptized. They'd be filled with the holiness. We've got to find out what God's saying. Somebody shout revival not only did he tell him his heart and how he felt about the situation he told them how he was going to deliver them and he also told him that he would take them to the promised land but there's something else that happened in this conversation when he turned aside to see something else took place that you got to hear me today that God said Moses behold when I come unto the children of Israel and they shall say unto them that God of your fathers has sent me unto you and they shall say what is his name? God said unto Moses, you tell them that I am that I am sent me, sent you to them. One of the greatest revelations about who God is that day was given because of a fire in somebody's life. When he stopped, brother Steve, to just say, I'm going to have a conversation. This ain't a normal prayer meeting. Something's happening on the backside of this desert. Can I tell you today, something began to take place. He got a revelation of who God was. I am that I am. Say so it when the I am that I am. It's I am whatever you need me to be. I am, I am, I am. If you need a healer, I am your healer. If, I, if you need a deliverer, I am your deliverer. If you need, if you need somebody to help you out, I'll be that help in your life. God gave him a revelation about who he was. He said, You tell him I am. He got a revelation of who God was. But he also got a revelation out of this fire of what God wanted to do with his people. But I cannot find where the burning bush spread like a fire blazed through the wilderness and caught all the woods on fire. I can't find that. It was contained. I cannot find whether even it caught on trees around or in the wilderness wherever it was. The Bible just says that it was on fire but yet it was not consumed. But what I can say is that the fire of the burning bush did not that it ignited a passion inside of one man to where he became a deliverer for a whole nation. It didn't catch the mountainside ablaze, but it, 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 it grabbed a hold of an old man on the backside of a desert. And it didn't set the ground on fire, but it set him on fire. And when I come to preach today, we don't need some wildfire out there. We need to catch on fire ourselves. We need to get into a prayer meeting until we are ignited a flame to set this whole region on fire. somebody say I want to be set on fire it's amazing what a difference a fire makes we don't need more books on prayer we just need to pray One of the greatest things we could ever do right now is say, God, I need you to give me a revival. I need a revival in my own spirit. Can I tell you, powerful people that are used of God, this is where it gets dangerous. If you're not being used of God, you'll find yourself like prophet David in his house, not on the battlefield, looking out a window when he should have a sword in his hand doing something for the kingdom. David, what? when are you looking out? Why are you looking at Bathsheba? You got everything. Yeah, can I tell you today, I ask every man of God and every woman of God, it's time to pick the sword back up, get your Bible in your hand. Said, I will not lay back. I will not stay still. I'm going to do a work for God. I'm going to be on fire. I will not look out that window. If you're not careful, you'll give pleasure to your senses. Instead of doing a work for God, it's time to get the Bible study charts back out. It's time to start teaching again. You may believe what I'm preaching right now. we got to get back excited about the kingdom of God. It's amazing what a little fire of difference will make having a prayer meeting. We need a fire inside of us to burn knowing what God's trying to say. Preachers, hear me today. I looked at the preachers in there. you got enough preachers in your office. You you, you give him arms, you could take over a small country. Thank God for preachers and preachers' wives and leaders. Thank God for people like Steve, Sarah, and Brother Chad, and Brother John, and Beth. Thank God for people. It's like you, people like you. Baptized with the Holy Ghost makes a difference in any region. I'm preaching brother Kevin Polly up there preaching you don't know how excited I got when I heard I could hear your voice I was on the phone in the basement I could hear your voice and I I ran up here to hear you you don't get any better preaching than that he was telling you to look up thank God for anointed preaching I remember when you wasn't on fire I remember when you was lost as last year's Easter egg I watched the Holy Ghost get a hold of you baptize you with the Holy Ghost, you dance like my grandma Mimi. I've never told you that. When the Holy Ghost gets on him, he looks like he's directing traffic. Woo, 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 woo. Thank God we need some more of that in our services. Thank God God baptized him with the Holy Ghost and now being used of God in the ministry. Now it feels awkward in here because y'all scared to death right now what I'm gonna say next. Look at somebody say, you know you need to dance again. Go ahead and tell them, see, you know it's been a while. I got to move on. I got more to preach, but I'm just going to meddle. When my, my little girls, Sister Martha, after we'd have church in Ezra was real little, they, they would play church, Sarah. You know we did back in the day, too. I'm going to tell on us. Because church is their life. So when they got home, they would mimic everybody in the church. We can call it make fun, but it was mimicking. We're going to be nice. My little girls, oh, it was great. Old Theron, they'd, they'd get talking about church and they'd get to mimicking the elders. Sad thing is now, I don't hear a lot of mimicking. We're getting awkward in here now. Y'all hear any mimicking about people in the church? Mic drop, right? I, I remember Brother Tommy... Brother, brother Theron, he said, "I'm going to do the Tommy dance." He could talk for a pound. I don't do the Tommy dance. He goes, "Wow!" Some of y'all never seen that. You don't have a clue what I'm talking about, brother Tommy. Get there. He go, whoa. "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" He get to doing the choo-choo train. I'm going to call it the choo-choo train. it's, it's got its own little dance, brother Tommy. He's thinking, "Would you please go on, <laughs> sister Martha?" Holy Ghost, you on. she just start dancing behind it. She just put her head down, and just dance. She just. It wasn't no expression hardly, but she the Holy Ghost move. She's just dancing. See, it's getting real awkward in here now. But when was the last time? Something, listen, Josh Edwards got the highest leap. I don't know where he gets all that energy. But he'll leap, and he just barely moves his toes. He'll like, boom. Not trying to be funny, but there ought to be something inside our spirit. When the Holy Ghost starts moving, we just got to respond somehow. I don't know. Do something. When you come in contact with the fire, you got to reignite. I come to preach to you. It's time to get that fire burning again inside your spirit. It doesn't matter what denomination you are. You ought to be able to rejoice when the Holy Ghost starts falling. It ought to get in your feet. It ought to make you clap your hands. It's a difference a little fire makes. There you go, sister Martha. We need to start rejoicing again and dancing again and getting excited about the Holy Ghost moving among us. My grandpa would shout, "Glory, glory!" He would shout, "Glory!" The church hasn't got so sophisticated with all the cameras. I'll throw down with the best. I'm right in front of the camera. I don't care what the world thinks. I know what I believe. I know what the Holy Ghost we need a fire burning this religious world wants a fire they're hungry for a move of the Holy Ghost I'm going to move on to my message but if you're hungry for a move of the Holy Ghost I want you to clap your hands and shout with everything you got what a difference a fire makes a moment with the master a moment in a prayer meeting where God begins to move on you Go ahead one more time, clap your hands. I feel the Holy Ghost. We need a move of the Holy Ghost in this last day more than anything we need. More than any home and recovery home or ideas or leadership groups. We need a move of the Holy Ghost among us. We need a move of the Holy Ghost, Brother John. Yeah. Amen. Woo! It's Amazing wildfires. It's happened. COVID cured wildfires. Sorry, you Jimmy, you didn't get that joke. I mean, you don't hear nothing about anything anymore. There's just wildfires all over the world. News is just. you're going to die. You know on wildfires. I said COVID, and everybody just shut up. You hear it? It's a joke. Wildfires. In just seconds, a spark or even the sun's heat alone sets off an inferno. You give it the right conditions, the wildfire quickly spreads, consuming the thick, dried-out vegetation and almost everything else in its path. What once was a forest becomes a virtual powder keg of untapped fuel. In a seemingly instantaneous burst, the wildfire overtakes thousands of acres surrounding land, threatening the homes and lives of many in vicinity. An average of five million, everybody say five million acres burns every year in the United States, five million, causing millions of dollars in damage. Once a fire begins, it can spread at a rate of up to 14.29 miles per hour. You imagine as fast that's running with everything you got. It's burning five million acres. It may take on, as a fire spreads over brush and trees, it may take on a life of its own. It seems alive, F- finding ways to keep itself alive, even spawning smaller fires by throwing embers miles away. It's like a uh, never ending burning of fire. If you study fires, you will understand that they are born, they live, and they die. Fires born, they live, and they can die. Your fire can be born in a moment, and it can live. But in the same fire, in the same place, it can die if you don't keep it burning. Look at somebody say, "Did you put a log on the fire today?" Would somebody yell at somebody clear across? Somebody, sister Angie, put another log on the fire today, brother Steve. Did you did you get the fire burning? Because see if you don't, brother Pat the same birth in one year, there can also be a death in that year if you don't keep the fire burning. Oh, I feel like preaching, you need to understand that this fire thing, you've got to keep it burning. On a hot summer day when drought conditions peak, something as small as a spark from a train's car wheel can ignite a raging fire. Most of the arson campfires uh, discarded cigarettes and properly burning debris playing with matches or fireworks some of them are prescribed fires that farmers burn but a lot of times it's the sun and it's the lightning that causes the fire everything has a temper temperature at which it was, will burst into flames the temperature is called a material's flash point everybody has a flash point a wood's flash point is at about 572 degrees Fahrenheit, 300 degrees Celsius. When wood is heated to this temperature, it releases hydrocarbon gases that mix with the oxygen in the air and combust and create fire because of the heat. There are three components needed for ignition. Fuel, oxygen, and heat source to bring the fuel up to ignition temperature. Heat, oxygen, and fuel form the fire triangle, they call it. If we're not careful, we won't keep it alive. If we're not careful and keep our faith in the right atmospheres or the wrong attitudes to slip in, it will extinguish the fire that God sent to make us the greatest soul winners that could ever be. Assuming things that should never be in your brain because God didn't put it there, hell did. If it's of a negative thought, and I'm in the Holy Ghost right now, it's not from God. That came from hell. If you're assuming thing about somebody across the aisle from you right now, well, they don't like me, and they don't, can I tell you that's from hell? That's not of God. It will extinguish your fire faster than anything in the world. I wish somebody in this house said, I'm not going to allow that. Even if you've got a dance in place, get the fire burning right now. Said, not in my house. I'm not going to allow that water of that negativity to douse out my fire. I'm going to move on. I'm not going to preach much longer, but I've been sitting in churches before, and I mean, it's blowing and going. I mean, it's like... I looked on one Sunday morning, and a whole church was just hopping on a Sunday morning. Our projectors like this. The string is just moving. Concrete building, and they're shaking a concrete building on a Sunday morning. And I look over, and one individual is sitting like this. I'm thinking, what's wrong? How could you be sitting there? Because something's going on inside the spirit. How can you sit when the Holy Ghost is moving? Let me say it like this it's okay for a new person. Please don't feel condemned. But somebody that's been in this thing for a long time and the Holy Ghost starts moving and don't ignite your fire. Oh, it's going to get awkward. I say, your firewood is not igniting, it might be too wet. Too well with carnality and temptation and all kinds of sin. I'll tell you what I've learned to do. You just keep coming. Even though you're, you're just soaking wet with mess. Just keep on coming. Oh, let me get down there where you are. Just keep on coming. Ain't nobody gonna run you off. You can't run me off from the church. My God, I made up my mind a long time. You can't run me off. I have made up my mind. I'm gonna be in the church till Jesus comes. You just keep coming in your carnality, but I wanna warn you. You keep hanging out around in this altar. You're not even going to notice it. Something's going to get a hold of you because it's going to dry you out. The more you start coming around this fire, you're going to dry out and you're going to ignite in a moment. You never dreamed it could happen, but God's going to touch your life. Just kind of shake yourself a moment. Just move around or something. You're Lord. Look at somebody and say, you better be careful. Better be careful. Getting that close to me. Woo. Anybody feel what I'm preaching right now? Amen. I'm not talking some craziness. I'm talking about a move of the Holy Ghost. When we come together, we two or three are gathered together in my name. He said, there will I be in the midst of them. If you'll show up, God's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. We need a move of the Holy Ghost in this last day. Come on, if you want to move with the Holy Ghost, somebody praise him right now on this midweek service. Somebody praise him. What a difference a fire makes. Woo. Give me an old-fashioned woo. That was weak. Somebody give me an old-fashioned woo. We need to move with the Holy Ghost. That's right. Amen. Well, I don't know. One fire, one service can ignite the greatest revival we could ever see. Everybody say, "One one service. Now who's going to start it? Who's the next one that's going to kick this off? Who's the next one It it, it could amaze you. It might be one of the kids sitting quietly in the church service. Don't never move. But all of a sudden, they show up and God baptizes that person on a Sunday morning. You never saw it coming. And they become the greatest preacher that have ever lived. Every service matters. Every, Every service matters. What a difference. Does anybody feel as excited as I am? I feel so excited. But I just want to shout. I, say, I just want to get excited. I feel so much Holy Ghost in here. How am ready for an old time Pentecostal revival of signs, wonders, and miracles where the fire falls and you can't explain it but people are being touched. I can't explain some here lately. We've been, I don't talk about it a whole lot because not everybody wants to hear about revival. I'm just careful. Everybody wants you to have revival, just not as much as they are. They don't want... <laughs> I need to move on, don't I? We have had people come to church. Brother Rich, y'all don't know it. He, he don't like his. He's a, he's a superstar in a recovery community. This guy right here. Now, he's holding his head down. But I'm gonna tell you, what they do in this community is enormous throughout the United States of America, not just West Virginia. Rich Walters, he is a, people follow him, he helps them do recovery, and I'm telling on him right now, he has over 500,000 followers just on Facebook alone. He's a public, God has done so much in his life. Full of the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. You need to hear me. God is filling people with the Holy Ghost. Brother Mark, what God's, he, I called him earlier today, said, hey, would you like to go to Glen Ferris? He said, well, I'm kind of with somebody right now. He was with a guy. Taking him through steps in recovery, praying for him and trying to help him just right before we came here. See, there's revival out there, but it's where we're looking. The recovery community is probably the most hungry people I ever met in my life, Brother Steve. And they're the most broken people I have ever seen in my life. But you got to be careful, they're the most transparent people you ever meet. I mean, they'll tell you stuff, your face will be three shades of red. You're like, Dear God. Because they're clearing of themselves. I'm going to tell you what, the church needs baptized in recovery. I oh mean, we put it on, don't we? <laughs> I mean, we've got it down pat. But you cover up so much stuff. They, these people come to church, and I'm telling you, they'll go into, they'll confess. I'm like, listen, the Bible, you don't have to confess everything to me. I'm not the Pope of Pentecost. You don't have to tell me everything. I don't need to know. Keep it, give it to Jesus. I don't want to know. Dear Lord. The Bible says, Confess your faults, not your sins. I don't want really to hear it. <laughs> and uh, I was going somewhere with this. And uh, but in our services, people were running to the altar. I mean running. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I remember my papa preaching and he would preach, and People just run to the altar. You didn't have to give an altar call. In this community that I'm seeing in Parkersburg, people are running. They get to church. They out shout everybody else. and they fill the altars. I don't have to beg them. They'll say, well, yeah, I've heard that message before. Well, you're going to hear it again because you still need it. It was for you. I mean, the church people, you know, they're like, well, I've heard that. These people come in, they've never felt anything like it in their life. Yeah. Come on. You don't have to give an altar call. They feel God, they'll come running up in the middle of worship, weeping and crying in the altars. They're, they're so lost. Every service. Folks, I want to tell you. And I'm not saying this for condemning. I believe we've got to reach into our communities more now than we ever have. There's people so blowed out of their mind. I wasn't planning on this. I will not planning on saying this, but it's in my heart. We've got to reach those people. They don't know they're wanted. They're the most broken. How many believes this? How many wants to reach out and help them? I'm telling you, we, we've got to reach. There's such a revival. They will fill this church to capacity every service. All you've got to do is tell them, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. You feel that? How many feels what I'm feeling? That's God telling you, do this, do this, do this. Need to get in a recovery community and start helping them. They will fill the altars. Every service, Brother Chad, we baptize every Sunday. Fact check me. You'll find out we baptize more than one on Sundays. But this is what's going on, Brother Brad. It's the most sweetest thing. I'm running like Peter and John to go lay hands on them. I got to lay hands on them. You know, it's book of Acts. We got to get over there and they're talking in tongues already. You go to the next one, they're talking in tongues. And go there and they're talking. I'm like, Dear Lord, I'm running out of a job. You go over here and here's somebody laid out on the floor and go down there and I get down beside them and they're talking in tongues. And everybody's receiving the Holy Ghost before I lay hands on them. Why is that? Because in recovery, They're taught repentance, clearing of themselves, forgiving people, not holding on to grudges and bitterness, making amends, that's repentance. So when they come into the Holy Ghost falling, they just start speaking in tongues. I don't have to do Bible studies. They're just being filled with the Holy Ghost. My God, GFAC, let's get to a place of revival where it just falls on us and we receive them. he's hungry for that type of revival. It's stand all over the building. What a difference a fire makes. The only thing that will stop a fire is carnality, self-will, attitudes, sin, things we shouldn't be fooling with, things we should have let down years ago and just gave it away. Chad, we got to get to a place, even as ministers, we've got to quit being so calloused. You do this job long enough, you're going to get calloused. And you gotta, Sister Martha, you've been doing this for years. Easy, get calloused, ain't baby. babe? I, I can call you babe. We've been working in ministry for years. I love Sister Martha. If you're not careful, you'll get so calloused. you walk into this presence of God, and you'll not feel what somebody new can feel. You walk in, you walk through, and you're not even feeling it we're not careful we'll be so desensitized to it but yet we're apart anybody knows me don't we end with this I had multiple trees to fall and uh, man it was covering up this was last year and during the winter and it just hit us again I mean there's limbs everywhere So, me and Theron, Theron and I, we were trying to clean up everything, and I had all these pine limbs and all these limbs, and plus I had cut down an oak tree, it was probably 80 foot tall, and I had an absolute mess in my front yard. I mean, my wife was so embarrassed, the girls, you know, the guys are coming up, it looks horrible, you know. Clean up the yard. So I got it all piled up. (laughs) I try and take Mondays to clean up around the house, try to. We finally got the tree limbs and the brush all piled up, we had a... Absolute mess. Everything was wet. So I went and I got some diesel fuel. Don't stop this old holla boy. I'll get the fire going. We used to use tires years ago before it was illegal. Don't get me started. We'll burn any. It'll burn anything. It'll burn a pool up. You put a tire in it. (laughs) Believe me, we had a fire. I doused it with diesel fuel, got back in a safe place, <laughs> poured me a little trail, oh, struck one little match. <laughs> 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 Williams went flying. I did what it took to get the fire burning. It only took two Mondays, and the brush was completely gone after all that work. How wind storm, the storms and the death of the tree Cause I cleaned it up. But what I've learned is, is all I had was an organized mess when I finally cleaned it up. But it was organized. It was stacked. But it was still there. The problem is we stack everything up. We organize everything we're dealing with, but now it's just organized mess. You walking around it, it's still there. It's been there for years. You're still dealing with it. The only thing that would get rid of it is a fire. I've cleaned it up, pastor! Yeah, but it's piled up. I can't even see you through it. How about me and you build a fire? And all that stuff that you've been battling with all these years, will disappear. I remember when I was dealing with it, I tried to help out the fire. I seen a limb that had fell out of the fire, so I got as close as I could, and man, it was hot. The fire was so hot. I I reached to grab the limb that was close to the fire, but not in the fire. It was just like right outside the fire. When I grabbed it, it burned a huge blister on my hand. I mean, bad. It scarred me. If I would have just left it, Alone, it would have burned up anyways because the fire was so hot. All I can say is when the fire is burning up your mess, don't touch what the fire is trying to burn up because the flesh won't like it. You need to quit reaching back in the things that God's trying to burn up and allow God to burn it up. You need to leave him cigarettes alone. You need to put the snuff and the chewing tobacco down. You need to put the website alone. If you can't control your phone, throw the phone away. Yes. Yes. Come on. Yes. Come on. If it's hate and bitterness, get in the fire. Yes. Let it burn it out of your life. It's time to build a fire at Glen Ferris Apostolic Church. The greatest revival you could have. Oh, I know, oh, with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The Bible says, whose fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor. The greatest thing we could ever do is let the Holy Ghost get a hold of us and burn and allow God to fan the flame until he burns up all that junk that's not like him. G-F-A-C, let's build a fire. You are one. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost trying to move in here right now. The fire of the Holy Ghost is trying to move among you greater than it has ever have. Leaders in this church, I want you to be full of the Holy Ghost. Saints of God that's been in this church, I want you to be those that are watching online tonight. Get in the floor right now and build a fire. And let the Holy Ghost burn inside of you and burn up everything that's not like God. And let's prepare for the greatest revival. Let's prepare for one of the greatest harvests. Let's start loving people. Let's start reaching like we've never reached before. But let's get on fire ourselves for revival. That's it, church. Lift your voices with your faith right now all over this building. And say, God, I build a fire tonight. I'm building a fire. Burn, God. Burn everything that's not like you. I'm done. I'm done. All over this building, let's pray. Woo!